being at the hall on time, and just generally the settled energy here feels really good. So if you haven't already, finding this friendly way to be opening and connecting with your experience of sitting. If you still need to, some mindful adjustments to the posture. These simple acts of kindness as we do our best. But we all know that We're not going to find the perfect sitting posture. It just needs to be good enough. And taking the time to feel in and invite relaxation, even a kind of softening. And each of us will know those places that might appreciate an invitation to relax, for example, around the eyes or in the brow, in the jaw, inviting the shoulders to settle some or the hands to soften. Allowing the belly to naturally round out. No need to hold it in. And a releasing down through the floor of the pelvis. This friendly way of relating to embodiment, this experience now of just sitting here. It's a place we can come back to and reconnect with this friendly attitude toward the present moment. friendly and also tender because of course we're going to be feeling a whole diversity of sensation throughout the body as we settle into our sitting time. Exploring what it means to be sensitive and even vulnerable to the lived, immediate experience of sensation. And we're just exploring what it might mean to allow, to accept what it means to be interested even intimate. And of course, right here, discovering our primary anchor Right here in the experience of embodiment, the sitting body, feeling into the breathing body, the natural rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. 
exploring, experimenting with a simple, gentle noting. And you might explore noting in a simple way the actual sensation that's being felt. So if you're feeling more the movement of the abdominal wall or the movement as the chest expands with the in-breath, then you can make the mental note moving or rising. Or if you're feeling more the touching of the air as the air goes in and then out of the nostrils, then you could, for example, if you want, make that simple note touching, as in touching is being known or touching is being felt. So we want to begin to encourage a more elemental, a more immediate sensing or feeling. So the mental note or the mental noticing is in support of that immediacy, feeling the sensations right there in the sensation. To really sense the primary anchor as a kind of beautiful refuge, training ground, place to return. Where we can learn these and deepen, strengthen these skills of connecting and sustaining present moment awareness. And as I mentioned last night, it's more about keeping the awareness in mind than it is about doing the awareness or focusing the attention. Practice has a more receptive feel to it. That movement of the abdomen is being known already or the touching at the nostrils is being felt. Can we keep this in mind? Letting this be, in a sense, the most important thing. And of course, Stronger distractions will probably arise at some point. If they're minor distractions, simply let them be there in the background. Don't feel compelled to have to acknowledge the more ordinary distractions. Sometimes experience will immediately come into the forefront of attention. The attention's already knowing this distraction. So then acknowledge that that's happening. Then find a way to once again be interested in the primary anchor. It's not so much about rejecting the distraction as it is about finding the intention to be interested in the primary anchor. Oh yeah, breathing in is here, it's being known, being felt. And we're connecting and we're learning to sustain this interest, this sensitivity, even the exposure to the primary anchor. 
right in the middle. So let's continue in silence for a while now.
from time to time, you may need or want to invite relaxation when you catch yourself trying too hard to focus. So just relax and trust this receptive and wise recognition. There is awareness. The mind is aware of the breath coming in, feeling that movement, that expansion, feeling the elemental qualities, some hardness, some vibration, some roughness or smoothness in the inhalation and exhalation. And even though the concept of breathing in and breathing out will be there, and perhaps even a mental image of the breath, but we're using this sincere interest to connect with the physicality, the elemental qualities of that experience, whether you're feeling it at the nostrils or feeling it in the abdomen, chest area, Regardless, it's just a movement, a changing display of sensation. And we're training the interest to be interested in this, to be curious and open. And to feel what that feels like, to be intimate, with this natural process of breathing in and breathing out.
will be sitting for another five minutes or so. So taking the time to notice the feeling of continuity, building some momentum, even while being relaxed and at ease. So we're remembering to recognize that breathing in is being known, the physicality is being felt, breathing out is being felt, being known. Whether the sensations are subtle or gross, allowing any thoughts to be there in the background, but cultivating this interest in the immediacy of the changing sensations of breathing in and breathing out. And notice what it feels like when you get some momentum, some continuity, that sense of fullness or wholeness and how it feels right, onward leading.
So being aware as we adjust and stretch a little bit. So we have about five or so minutes before some announcements. And perhaps the people who don't have a small group today, if there's one or two questions about practice, you can uh, raise your hand. Any need to clarify any of the instructions for walking or sitting, daily life practice? Yes. I have a question about um, using the imagination and the meditation to help, like, warm it up a little bit. It just feels like sometimes just too cool, like to bring in almost sort of like, you know, maybe a person and make them feel warm. Yeah, so the person asked about you, the use of imagination to warm it up a bit, and that sometimes the practice feels a little cool. And like an example would be bringing to mind somebody that brings some of that warmth. The The way that might uh, work naturally in our practice is just about appreciating our the quality of the mind's attitude, like how the mind is relating to the body, to the breath, to the experience of the present moment. And the quality of the attitude is really important. And there are a lot of skillful ways to adjust the attitude. But the basic way, like if we're feeling a sense of coolness, uh, and not in the sort of Buddhist sense, because in a Buddhist sense it's that equanimity, that dispassion is sort of in the direction of real peace. But cool may may be uh, feeling alienated or feeling alone. The basic way in our practice is to notice that. And the heart, the mind that notices that difficult emotion of feeling alone or feeling, uh, one teacher, Joko Beck, calls it sometimes the icy couch, (laughs) the icy couch of the present moment, and learning to be there. And what helps us be in our experience like when we really see the iciness of the moment, it will naturally evoke some authentic compassion. Like, oh, honey, it's like this. So we're still doing the same practice, but that arising of metta, of compassion, loving kindness and compassion, which we'll uh, start instructing in this afternoon, um, that attitude just comes in. And that warmth and that, uh, kind of moisture <laughs> in our practice because um, it is important and we need to find our ways. The The challenge with doing what you mentioned, it's not so much that it doesn't always or can't work, but it often leads to mental proliferation. And so we we can get in the habit, I can handle the conditions of being on retreat at IMS because I'll just recreate the richness of my life in terms of my own thoughts and emotions. So we start having this interior life almost as a defense against meeting our actual experience. And what we're really here to do is find a way to be with our actual experience. But it can be a little bumpy because we're not in the habit of being connected and feeling what we feel but we want to get in the habit of being connected and feeling what we feel because it's really the way forward to just sort of basic health, mental health, spiritual health, and then beyond that to real liberation, real freedom. Yeah, thanks for your comment. And time for maybe one more, if there's anything else. Yeah, over here. Trouble with this 
Yeah, so maybe some of you heard part of that, but uh, catching themselves uh, vocalizing, humming, uh, during sweeping, just notice that they were singing or, and other just uh, talking to themselves. And then the last comment was uh, wondering, like, is that some sort of willful, you know, movement of willfulness, like you can't make me be silent? <laughs> and... Uh, all very interesting. I mean, all the different ways that we notice how the mind... I mean, this is a pretty dramatic intervention you've just chosen to do, right? You, I'm assuming nobody was forced to be here. And uh, it's, it's pretty dramatic, this medicine we're taking, this dharma medicine we're taking. And there will be reactions. And for some of you, the reactions will be sleepiness. And some of that sleepiness is just that you've been sleep deprived. That's kind of more ordinary level sleepiness. But another uh, expression of sleepiness is just uh, a way of avoiding being here, you know, and doing the work that we're doing here. And all kinds of uh, ways that our mind will just fill in the space. You know, Kamala mentioned on the first night simplicity, seclusion, silence. And uh, the mind, the habit of the mind, it's not you or me, but the, it's just the habits of the mind that are used to that richness and that chaos and movement of mental, emotional activity internally, externally. It will just want to fill in that space. And then you can just acknowledge that. You don't need to be embarrassed by it. I mean, obviously, we want to take care of the container that we're creating here, the quiet, uh, settled container of our retreat space together. So you just do the best you can, but you don't need to be embarrassed by it or frustrated by it. Just get interested and get interested in, like you mentioned in your last part of your comment, what's underneath it. Is it a kind of rebellious teenager energy? Like, you know, you can't make me do something I don't want to do. Because we have to be in this, you know, in an integrated way. And so you might, we all might need to give ourselves a kind of moment of reflection, like, do I really want to be here? We have to find, like, why I really want to be here and why I really want to be doing this work. But that doesn't deny that there are other strands of our conditioning, of our habit energy, that definitely doesn't want to be here. And we have to make room for all those other tendencies in our heart that don't want to be here. But we can still find that intention that got us here. Oh yeah, but this part of the mind, because the mind's not like one thing. There's these different patterns, right? And so we want to keep finding that pattern that somehow resonates, somehow trusts what we're doing here. And then we have to be okay about all the other characters that are there with us. You know, they're just different patterns of our personality, of our, you know, mental, emotional conditioning. And they all belong. (laughs) Even the ones that want to hum and talk and sing a song. And that's okay. We can have a serene sense of humor about all that mental activity that will show up in this kind of retreat space. So I'll leave it here. I'll pass it on to Tara, who has some announcements for us. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.